So you get the old boys, the old sparkies that know everything. And then you get the mature electricians. I class myself, myself as a mature electrician. And then your young blood, the lads that are training to be electricians today. We all learn how to be an electrician from somebody. It's a, the way we learn sort of thing as humans. And it comes down in the generations to who we learn from. Because there's only so much you can learn from a textbook at college. I can honestly say at the age of 42, I think the old electricians that taught me back in the day, I learned a lot more from them and what I, than what I learned in college. But we have the youngsters coming up, the young electricians that are learning to be sparkies in this day and age. And everything is sort of smart program these days. And that's, I suppose they find that a lot easier because growing up with iPads and iPhones, not like the mature electricians or even the old sparkies, we find it a little bit more tough to use all these modern technologies because a lot of appliances like the EV chargers and things, they need to be programmed with a laptop or a smartphone these days. And some of the old boys, they're not really interested in learning all this smart technology and the EV chargers and programming. They're just interested in cracking on doing the normal electrical stuff and the Stardale motor and the sort of complicated electrics that not a lot of the, lot of the not a lot of the youngsters know. And then the mature electricians like myself, we sort of force ourselves. I don't mind technology. I find it quite exciting. So we have to sort of dive in and learn it this day. But the question is, which generation of electricians is the best? There's pros and cons for all three of them. So in this podcast, that's what we're going to dive into. Hello and happy Monday. Indeed, if it is Monday that you're listening to this podcast as it comes out every Monday, 6 a.m. And we're starting off with the week with another list of electrical problems, another list of jobs to do and people's electrics to fix. But we do get paid for it. So Monday, yeah, it's not bad after all. And I'm your host, Ben Poulter of Toolbox Talks for Electricians, back here today to talk about the generations of electricians. And this is something that I've sort of realised over time. It's not necessarily the age of the electrician in the industry. It's possibly when they did their training. And to my knowledge, the electricians that maybe did their electrical apprenticeships or training in the 80s, they actually really know their stuff. Well, at least the ones that sort of taught me did back in the day. They could pick up a bit of conduit and put a double set in that conduit, that steel conduit, without having to do any measurements or anything, just off the top of their head. They're really good at what they did. It was just like it came naturally to them. And they could jump into a Star Delta motor, wire it all up so it works exactly perfect the first time. Me, personally, I think I'd need to double check a wiring diagram to make sure that I was doing it right. And it's more than likely because back in the 80s, back in the old days, all these pop-up training courses that you can be an electrician within sort of five or six weeks, they weren't really around back in the 80s. They weren't something that people did. They maybe did an apprenticeship where they did the four or five years apprenticeship to become a qualified electrician. And I know from my experience as an apprentice electrician that you can be on different types of jobs every day. And I know from experience, as I worked through my apprenticeship, I worked for quite a large company. So I was on a quite a lot of different jobs, a different one every day. One day I was on an industrial site pulling in an armored cable. The next day I could be second fixing sockets in a council house. And I'm not saying that the electricians that haven't had that experience in their apprenticeship, they're no good. That's not necessarily the case. 
in my opinion, it was just the best way to learn, to get your hands dirty, to get in there, get things done and try things out, make the mistakes to find out what did or didn't work. Because I think at college, yeah, it's great. You can be taught the fundamentals of three phase and single phase, but actually getting on site and doing it a hundred times to make sure you get it right. There's no other way you can learn sort of thing. It's hands-on experience. You cannot beat hands-on experience doing it a hundred times. I suppose back in the 80s, there wasn't all this protection that we have these days, like RCD protection, surge protection. They didn't have all that. So when you messed up, yeah, that circuit probably went bang. And in some scenarios, you might not have survived. You probably could have got, got yourself killed. But that's more than likely why that there's no rubbish sparks from the 80s. When I was apprentice working with some other electricians, I used to get told of stories of when they used to have to make 100 MI pots off. Now, if you've ever worked with MI cable, the mineral insulated cable that's not commonly used these days, it is a right pain. If you get it wrong, it's a bit like the RJ45 plugs. If you get it wrong, you've you got to cut it off and do it again. So if you've formed that cable in nice and neat, perfectly to go into a box and you get it wrong, it's a nightmare. I have done some mineral insulated installs in the past on a shopping centre because they didn't want to use the new upgraded FP where it was white or it was red. So they wanted to use the orange mineral insulated cable to match the rest. Yeah, it was a bit of a bummer. I had sort of, it was a bit of a learning curve. I had plenty of extra pots just in case I went wrong. And for the MI kit, there's special kit you use to make this MI cable off. I didn't have that. I've never done MI, so I had to borrow that from another electrician. But like I said, if you can imagine doing something a hundred times, you've got to get these ends done a hundred times perfectly right. Test them out, make sure there's no dead shorts and nothing's touching. After you've done it a hundred times, you're going to be quite good at it. And I think this is the way that electricians used to learn. They used to get told to do it a hundred times. And that's why they can do it. Well, to this day, sort of thing, it's like riding a bike. You never forget. If you give an older electrician or someone that's done a plenty of MI cable, they're going to be able to do that. MI pot, perfect first time. So the old boys had the electricians. They might have had it a little bit harder, maybe, where they have to learn hands-on experience and get it perfectly right every single time. But unfortunately, as time goes on, there's electricians, they always pass their knowledge down. We do, we're electricians, we train apprentices, and we train on to the next generation of electricians. And the MI cable, I would assume that a lot of electricians haven't even touched it. And the old boy electricians, they pass their knowledge down to the mature generation of electricians, what I class themselves, what I class myself as. And they don't just come in one age, they come in a huge variety of different ages, because a lot of people, get to a certain stage in life and they think yeah i want to be an electrician so they retrain and not all of them did a modern day apprenticeship and i would say that a good percentage of them have never even touched mi cable let alone been told to make it off a hundred times so i think when i did my apprenticeship the days of where the apprentice was a dog's body he got made to sweep up all the time he got made to make the tea them sort of days were dying out electricians of my generation when we were apprentices we wanted to get our hands dirty we wanted to learn so we got made to do maybe the rubbish jobs of the chasing out but that helped us learn i'm not saying that i didn't make the tea all the time or have to wash the van or tidy the van and basically because i had a license i had to go pick things up all the time i worked with someone that um, got banned from drink driving so i was a driver 
The only reason I was there, I think, was his driver. Pick him up and take him around. But the advantage was that they had the van in the evenings. And I could run around in that with my mates. But in my apprenticeship, there was a time when I had to make off a shed load of steel wire armors. There were two five armors. I remember it to this day. I had to form them in perfectly down this cable tray that were also installed into these sockets that were underneath. There were commando sockets underneath cabinets on a, a switch site in like a server room. And I had to do them perfect. And the electrician, he would come along and say, right, he'd give him a tug. Not just a little tug either. It was a big tug. If them glands come out, I was made to do it all again. Sometimes just nearly perfect is not good enough. For certain electricians, they want to sort of make you feel sometimes a bit crap. So if they come loose or come out of that shroud or anything, the shroud come off or the little armoured come out of the gland, yep, rip it out, do it again. And that's exactly how I learned to do arm and cable. Because at the time, when the electrician comes up and he tugs on it really hard, you think, hey, that's never going to happen. They're going to tug on it like that. No one's going to get underneath this floor and tug on the armoured cable out of the socket. So it's not dangerous. If I ain't nicked it right up nice and tight, it doesn't matter. But it does matter. And that's what makes you do it perfectly every time. And I do look back now and think, yep, them little lessons that I learned that you think, it doesn't matter, I'll just do it with my fingers, they'll never know. They do know because I tug on it and it makes you want to be, it makes you be a better electrician by not doing these little shortcuts. And I think when you're an apprentice as well, being inquisitive is a great idea. Ask a thousand questions. Why do you do this? If you don't understand why someone's doing something, ask them. So why are you doing it like this? Why are you doing it like that? And any electrician, sometimes because they, they like to explain, they're explaining in great detail why this is 2.5, why this is a 16 amp MCB, why it's protected by this sort of fuse, and then how long the cable run is, maybe the volt job. They might go into more detail than you actually need, but sometimes it's great to know and it will help you out in college. Because a lot of the time, if you ask an electrician how it's done or why it's done, they'll explain to you and then make you do it. And then you'll understand even more so because you'll be actually doing it hands on yourself. And that's exactly what happened with my apprenticeship. And I think what helped me get through my apprenticeship and get qualified. And in the 90s, when I did my apprenticeship, there was a lot of sparkies on the course with me that only did domestic dwellings, that only did like houses. And they were sent to college to be able to learn how to wire a house to be that electrician for that building company. There wasn't really much need for them to be interested in free phase motors because they'd never done it or never even seen it, let alone anything to do with DC power. And I think this is where maybe electricians, they started to deteriorate over time. And when I say deteriorate, I don't mean that some electricians are thick and they can't do it. I mean that they changed avenues. If you're an electrician back in the day, you could do everything. You could do industrial, commercial and domestic. But these days... People specialise more in industrial, commercial and domestic. So they, they, they run a business by doing a domestic electrician company or they might just do electrical on industrial. They might just do electrical on commercial and industrial through subcontracting. Because if you take some electricians, maybe take them out of their comfort zone in an industrial environment where they've been working and ask them to do some wiring for a kitchen, refit a kitchen, they won't enjoy it. They won't enjoy routing cables in the certain prescribed zones and then getting things spot on. I think in a kitchen, you need to get things spot on, like the socket or the, the outlets to a certain position. 
because people are going to come along and put the appliances in or put the kitchen in. Um, I think a lot of electricians that are from industrial commercial industry, it doesn't matter too much where they are because they can be shifted over, shift to the left, shift to the right. But in a domestic dwelling, you've got to have things done to that millimetre. And that's what I enjoy, being a bit of a perfectionist when I'd be redo a kitchen you do things exactly to the drawing exactly where the customer want things and then everything runs smoothly the electricians that work on these big commercial or industrial sites they'll turn around and go house bashing house bashing is for peasants you're a peasant electrician if you do house bashing but i think the most you get paid is probably 30 pound an hour on site and they're only saying that because they can't be asked to go out and start their own business saying that that's not for all electricians some electricians all they do is industrial or commercial work which is also a good thing but i think some electricians maybe they're stuck in the subbing cycle they go on they go they know so many sites that they go subbing to and they've also got a lodge out well i've been there and done that and had enough i do prefer to do domestic houses these days and do wiring on maybe extensions or even new builds or rewires i enjoy doing that a lot more because oh, for a lot of reasons, like you've got the kettle, it's a lot more laid back, so you can have a cup of tea when you want. But to be honest with you, thinking about it, I wouldn't mind jumping on site every now and again for a week or two, because it's, bit, it's quite a bit of a laugh. Now, the young bloods are the young blood electricians. They're the ones that possibly actually count. Because let's be honest, all those mature electricians, we're looking forward to retirement. And there are a limited amount of apprenticeships around for young electricians that want to train to be qualified i say limited but there are about if you look and dive deep into it and you put yourself out there you will you will be able to find an apprenticeship there's plenty of companies out there that are looking for apprentices that want to train them up to be a qualified electrician but the younger generation in my opinion they haven't got any patience they want everything now 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 a three-year apprenticeship now nah, thanks i'll just do a three-week course at college and uh, that'll do me i'll be qualified then that's the sort of mentality that I think a lot of the youngsters, a lot of youngsters have got. But again, this is not every single person. This is just the majority of some electricians that I've seen. I've met both. There are apprentices that understand that experience comes with time. So they just want to do as much work as they can. They work full time at their job with their maybe their company as their apprenticeship. But then they'll also do work on the weekend as well to get that little bit of extra money. I say a little bit of extra money, but a, a bit of extra experience as well. Maybe they're doing different jobs because some electricians, they might just work on site where they do cable tray. And as an apprentice on site, you do get to do cable tray. You get to cut the rods. You've got to cut the unistrut with the drop saw all the time. You get to do a bit of the crap jobs. But if you're looking for maybe work on a domestic dwelling, you could do that on the weekends as well with someone, a smaller company, a one-man band maybe. And that's what a lot of, I know, electricians are doing to try and get their money up and get a bit more experience because they've got a plan in their head that they want to run their own business one day. And then there is some guys that want to get qualified as soon as possible. They want to get their ticket. They want to get their bit of paper. They want to get their gold card just so they can start up their own business and start earning decent money. I have spoke to one electrician. He got qualified in the electrical industry as a qualified electrician. He got his gold card, but then he went off and started a LED lighting company, his own company. I think so many electricians, they want a certain pack. They're like buying the pack of LED strip, whether it's cob, whether it's um, the color change in LED or it works with the smart controls with your app. They want to buy it as a pack and it comes to the house and they just put it in. That's all they want to do. 
Well, this guy, he saw a gap in the market and that's exactly what he does. He makes the kit up. If you want 20 meters of, uh, of an LED tape, he'll, he'll solder it all for you and he'll make that kit specially for you. I think he saw a gap in the market and made a business around it. Now, is that damn right lazy because he couldn't be out and go to wire houses or rewire buildings? Or is it damn right genius? With the electrical industry forever changing, you've got EV chargers, you've got solar power, you've got wind turbines. There's people that are breaking away and specialising in one specific area. And in my opinion, that is a fantastic idea what to do because you don't want to be the specialised person that does it all. So you do wind turbines, EV chargers. If you do everything, your van's going to be full of all this different kit because if you do network cabling, you need different kit for that. If you do CCTV, you need different kit for that. So if you specialise in one area, build your business around that. I know so many people that have got plenty of work specialising or niching right down in one specific industry. And what I've seen with a lot of electricians as well, because the young bloods or maybe the old, even the older electricians, the mature electricians, they're also doing it. It's with the power of social media. They're using their knowledge to create a following online to help others train to be an electrician. And by doing that, they're also generating another stream of income. Because if you go now to YouTube, put electricians in that search bar, you see how many electricians come up. There are electricians online with over 100,000 followers. And I spoke to a few of them, and they do get reached out by bigger companies that want to sponsor them for maybe their YouTube channel. And then they make quite good money from it. So I think it's quite a good business to be in. There is a few of the guys that I've also interviewed on Toolbox Talks for Electricians podcast. There's Chris and Leon from IDT Electrical, Mike from Greenhawk Construction, and then Jimbo the Electrician, all who have built a following as social media to benefit and help other electricians. And to be honest with you, it's not just helping of electricians that are training to be electricians. They help people like myself that have been in the industry for 20 years with great tips and tricks to make you a better electrician. And I can guarantee you that I'll be speaking to a lot more electricians in the future. I'll leave a link in the show notes to these interviews so you can go and check them out yourself. And that'll keep you busy till next Monday and every Monday when I publish a podcast from Toolbox Talks Electricians at 6am. Have a fantastic day. And until next time, I'll see you again.